you've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, hello to all our friends and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Well, today we're here to say hello to all of you. Hello. (laughs) In fact, we're dedicating the next season of 13 episodes of our show to different facets of communication. Why? Because just as we have it in our title for this first episode in our special series on communication, the name of the game here is to learn to say hello. Hello. (laughs) And when we say here, we mean here in the dense physical plane, here on earth, here where you are right here, right now. Well, I'm sure everyone knows how important communication is in our lives already. After all, nothing would happen here in this world if we didn't communicate with one another. There would be no learning, no growth, no relationships, no healing, and worst of all, no enlightenment. Even if we don't speak the same language as someone else, or one of us cannot speak out loud, we use gestures or sign language, or we draw or dance or cry or have a temper tantrum to get what we'd like to say out to others. And if you were on my side of the microphone, you'd see Michael is making funny faces at me trying to gesticulate and communicate. (laughs) Yes, very funny. We are all spiritual beings here experiencing life on this earth, navigating our human minds and bodies. Being spirit also means being limitlessly creative. We're being creative 24-7, whether we're aware of it or not. And if we're being creative all of the time, we have to have some kind of outlet for expression of all of that creativity. Very important. We call our creative self-expression communication. All creative self-expression, or otherwise known as communication, is each of us saying hello in some form. Everything that Michael and I do every day is about learning to say hello. When we teach, we are learning to say hello. When we write, we are learning. When we create an event, and when we offer this radio show, we're doing that as well. No matter what we do, we can't help but to learn to communicate and to actually communicate. Of course, I'm sure you've all had that experience more than once in which you say hello to someone and that person basically says goodbye. (laughs) Well, we'll address that in the third episode in this series and that one will be titled Forgiveness. You say goodbye and I say hello. 
That might be a familiar phrase to some of you. (laughs) In next Wednesday's show, the title is Hello Stranger, Communication is Sharing Yourself. We'll cover communication as sharing who you are. We even have an episode that Michael has titled in a fun way, Old MacDonald Had a Farm, Communicating with Animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Along with one on, Hi Kids, Talking with Old Souls in Young Bodies. Yep, we'll have fun and cover a lot of bases communicating about communication. As long as I've known Michael, he's said that incarnating here on Earth for each soul is to learn to communicate. When I first took a look at his astrology chart, it pretty much confirmed that he was here to communicate about that. Since every other planet and aspect on his chart is heavily challenged, except the planet of communication, that one is free and clear. That's Mercury. He'll be saying hello no matter what, no matter what condition he's in, no matter what. And even, of course, I've experienced him as being unconscious a couple of times, (laughs) (laughs) he even communicated to me at that time. He's pretty amazing that way. Michael, how did you come to realize that it's every soul's lesson to learn to communicate when they incarnate here on earth and is there an endgame of sorts, an ultimate purpose or goal or destination for learning to communicate? Well, I always knew that my path was the path of healing and teaching, even when I was a baby. I didn't have those words or concepts, but I knew what I was here to do. Not exactly how I was going to do it, but what I was going to do. One of the first major realizations, or rather more like frustrations, (laughs) arriving here in this incarnation was that hardly anyone understood most of what I was communicating through an infant mind and body. I had to start learning how to communicate myself to those around me who seemed to neither see much of who I was nor hear much of what I was saying. I'm sure that almost every soul goes through that experience but forgets about it once they start getting along better in the world as an older kid or a young adult. Of course, some of those who don't forget that experience growing up may get stuck in anger or isolation and loneliness or depression until they start to look within themselves and discover that they did sign up for learning to communicate in all manners of situations and conditions in this world. Well, I just kept at it. (laughs) I just kept at it until I started to get into some more communication with others. Yet I also came to realize pretty early in that in order to get along with others more, I ended up compromising a most important part of myself. I discovered I was seemingly more connected to others on the outside But on the inside, I experienced a growing emptiness, like a hole in the core of my being. I'm grateful that I caught that 
while I was still an early teenager, I think, so that I could start my journey toward restoring that part of who I am that seemed to go AWOL on me. For a long time, it was a journey of trial and error. Of course, I always learned best by doing so. It worked well for me. But I wasn't un- it wasn't until I found my teacher and began reclaiming more of my soul self, my psychic self, that I started to fill in that hole. Well, it wasn't really a hole. It just felt like it. It was just that I had covered over a core part of my beingness that made it feel like I was missing it. It just I just lost touch with that part for a few years. But as I restored that aspect of myself, I start communicating in a much more expanded and deeper way than ever before. Communication became less dependent on whether others could see me or how much of what I was saying they heard. When communication for me became less dependent on some sort of reciprocation from those I was communicating with, I was better able to see what I needed to be able to communicate more effectively as myself. And learning to communicate is a fundamental aspect of all healing, right? Yeah, without communication, there's no healing. In some form, we have to communicate. It's communication that dissolves the imaginary walls that we each build around who we are in defense, in protection, in fear of rejection and invalidation, all of which isolate us from the whole of life and limitlessness of our creativity as spirit. That healing always begins with some sort of hello from the spirit that is expressing itself through one body to the spirit expressing itself through another. So the end game of this learning and mastery of communication here on earth is to realize the underlying, undivided, limitless and timeless wholeness of spirit and of life. As we communicate more and more and communicate in different ways and communicate on all levels with all kinds of people and beings and creatures and whatever, with everything we start to discover, oh, there's this limitlessness. What we consider to be limits is just lack of communication. We can't get through. We we feel we're stuck. We, We can't really say, we don't know how we feel, to say hello to something. We could even say hello to a chair. I do that fairly regularly. (laughs) 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 Don't say that to, you know, certain people or else they'll take you away into some kind of a... uh, Padded cell. Institution. (laughs) 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 Yes, I have a deep conversation with my chair. (laughs) But because everything's energy. And communication is energy. And and the, what would you call it, the, the... Uh, transmission of that energy. So it's about learning to forgive all the judgments, competition, expectations, guilt, and blame we put forth against one another 
in our attempts to protect ourselves from them. We keep ourselves in a type of isolation from everything. We don't have to to subject ourselves to others' torment or abuse, of course, but in the event that it happens, we need to see beyond their apparent lack to the truth of our own beingness. There's only one spirit. It's limitless. Just as Albert Einstein is often quoted as saying that we can't solve a problem in the same consciousness in which it was created, when we seek real healing, we have to be willing to shift our consciousness to a higher level in which that healing becomes possible. If we refuse to let go of our blame or guilt, misery will demand that we bring down to its consciousness level those who may have solutions in a higher consciousness. I'm sure you've all experienced that. You know, you're in a great place and you're wanting to give someone a little mm, solution to a challenge they're going through or some, some uh, help. And that person will tear you apart, argue and tell you how wrong you are and so forth and so on and bring you down until <laughs> you're no longer at that energy level where you can help that person. That happens all the time. So learning to say hello isn't about defending yourself or continuing to argue the merits of your position about something. That's not communication. That's actually a refusal to communicate. We can't hold on. We can't hold on to something and also be open to communicate. At the very least, we have to be willing to set aside our judgments for a time to be able to communicate. Then there's a possibility of an awakening to a greater truth. Well, over the years, I've had the pleasure of witnessing Raphael befriend certain people who were very challenging for her to communicate with so that she can learn to say, hello to them more and more effectively. Such people were so different in their ways of being and relating to others from the way Raphael was, so it made it often very touchy for her to communicate with them. If Raphael was just being herself and communicating normally the way she would to anyone else, these people might take her casual remark as a personal affront and be angry about it for weeks or even years. <laughs> mm. Yet over time, she's developed a great friendship with most of them. And that's, that's saying a lot in learning to communicate. So Raphael, would you talk about one or two of those relationships and what you did to learn to communicate with each of them? Yes, most certainly. And of course, there were those who still refused that friendship with me. And you know, when you go through that, um, don't worry about it because when a soul comes and goes and kind of rejects you in a way that says, I'm not interested in you, don't worry, you'll have another chance with either someone else or with that soul maybe in another lifetime. So, you know, it's interesting, but learning to say hello in my psychic training was one of the most important things 
I learned, you know, before even learning to uh, see the pictures and everything. Actually, I've always seen the pictures, but um, being able to say hello to a person who might be very different than me. So one of the things I learned is a lot of times when we resist someone, we have what's called a matching picture, something that's similar. And usually it's the thing that we resist in that person. So um, I haven't talked about the relationships yet, but I wanted to talk about something else first. Um, I mentioned a book uh, that I read many years ago. I think I mentioned it in in the um, radio show where, where we talked about UFOs. It was called Abduction to the Ninth Planet where the beings who who took an abductee who was actually very willing to go, uh, this person, this human person, was taken to the ninth planet, ninth level of awareness planet, and the beings with him told him, planet Earth is a planet of saying hello to one another. It's a level one planet. Now, there's all kinds of... Uh, consciousnesses and awarenesses here on earth but the biggest theme we have here is learning to say hello to one another recognizing that other person is there and is a valuable human being and that will lead me into a very quickie story for one of my friends oh yes I will have to save that story because it's time for our break soon And I'd like to remind you, which is what I do during the pre-breaks, if you haven't already signed up for our free monthly newsletter to find out about what we're doing and where, you can do that easily by going to our website, michaeltamora.com, and filling out your email on the right-hand column of your computer. And scroll down to the bottom of any page on your phone for that as well. Any questions about how you can receive our newsletter or about our seminars and events, you can always call our office at 530-926-2650, Monday through Friday during normal business hours, Pacific time. When we return, we'll continue with the name of the game here, Learn to Say Hello. See you in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking to deepen your understanding of karma, the law of attraction, metaphysics, mindfulness, and intuition, be sure to tune in each week for You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with host Katherine Potter. Catherine and her insightful guests will show how everything interconnects, explaining concepts and modalities that connect the mind and body. It's a refreshing look at the universe and the laws that govern it. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Things Worth Considering, featuring hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections, the connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to the name of the game here and learn to say hello. So, you know, after 79 episodes, this is our 79th episode of our radio show. I can't believe we've been doing it this long already. Of course, many people are doing radio shows for years, but it's still kind of new to us, and I sometimes make mistakes. And so I wanted to back up a little bit and talk again about that book I read many years ago, Abduction to the Ninth Planet, where the beings told the abductee, that the Earth is an entry-level or level one planet, the place where souls learn to say hello to one another, to start to recognize the intrinsic value of every soul or person they run into, no matter what their station is in life. Mm -hmm. Every single soul has value, though we might not always practice this idea when passing say, a homeless beggar or uh, looking at, uh, you know, a person on television we don't like or whatever, a politician, you know, it's, oh, I don't want to say hello to that person. In fact, I want to, I, I don't even want to have my attention on that person. I might get cooties or something, <laughs> you know, we're kindergartners when it comes to that. But it's really important when you start to raise your consciousness, your awareness, that every soul in a body, and even every soul not in a body, has value. And it doesn't matter where they are on their evolutionary path. If they're super beginners and making all kinds of stupid mistakes, or if they're extremely advanced souls. These are all souls you can recognize as someone you can say hello to, when that person is in front of you or if your intuition says it's not safe to say hello to someone, you could at least say hello to their higher soul. Um, You know, it's an interesting shift in awareness and consciousness when you're working with different kinds of individuals. So I was about to talk about somebody I made friends with a number of years, a number of years ago, um, I met her probably 20 years ago, and I got to know her a little better at her 40th birthday party, and she was what 
you might call a character. But for some reason, the two of us were attracted to each other as far as friendship was concerned. It was no other kind of attraction. But since I was at her party and I was required to bring a gift, this was someone I didn't really know very well. But as I got to know her, it was like, whoa, you know, this isn't a person I would necessarily want to hang out with all the time. But it was really fun as that person came in and out of our classes and and um, inserted herself in ways that were sometimes very inappropriate. I learned to be amused and to be able to say hello even to her as a, let's say, a valuable soul in spite of her inappropriateness or in spite of her uh, not getting the lessons that we were trying to teach her as she was a student in our classes. And this went on for years and years. And there were times, just like Michael said, that we would be communicating and suddenly I said something which really was usually some form of truth in relationship to whatever we were doing because she came in and out of my life as a helper as well. And she would stop talking to me for two years at a time. (laughs) And because it was her problem, her issue with me, I would just wait it out. The first time I was kind of shocked when it happened, but it turned out this was kind of how she did things. So I waited out the two years, and then before you knew it, she was back, just back. As like if, nothing ever like happened. nothing <laughs> ever happened. And this happened actually a couple of times, the two-year silent treatment, because this was how she was. And I could have gotten all indignant about it. I could have gotten my feelings hurt. Well, maybe my feelings were hurt a little bit, but that was okay. You know, I had to look at what were my matching pictures with her. What did I... Uh, maybe I was inappropriate with her in what I said. So I got to examine my communication with her, and I always sent her hellos and I love yous to her higher soul, even when she wasn't talking to me. And sure enough, two years later, she would talk to me again. So this went on for years, and we actually were very close, fast friends. I would call her uh, a salt-of-the-earth person, And eventually, uh, last, uh, let's see, in 2017, so two years ago, she passed away. And it was great because I felt very complete with her, like we had both taught each other a lot in, in the sense of being able to occupy, let's say, the same room, even if each of us rubbed each other the wrong way and we could still be friends and love each other. Yeah, you know, when... Raphael was saying earlier that no matter what stage of growth the soul is, any of us, it's, it's no different than going through school. Just because a child is in first grade and you're in, say, high school, and you go, God, what a stupid kid. She doesn't even know calculus. that would be ridiculous right no you know this child when she or he is your age they might surpass you like lightning (laughs) and leave you in the dust but at this moment they're still learning a certain thing that to you might be everyday stuff just like to a Accomplished musician, you know, playing a certain musical instrument is a no-brainer. They're working on mastering it, 
Whereas if you're just getting interested and never played an instrument before, and you go, okay, would you teach me how to play this? If that expert doesn't recognize, doesn't say hello to you, doesn't recognize that you're a beginner in playing, say, the violin, and have some patience that, oh, yeah, you're just beginning. Whereas that person is has been doing this all their lives and you know spending hours a day practicing, mastering the craft. Then they might consider you stupid, right? That's just a judgment. So that's no judgment is is true ever, good or bad. It's it's really not true. It's just a judgment. A person has an opinion. They create an image of what they think you are or how they feel about you. It's just an image in their mind. And that's why one person could judge you as the world's greatest whatever, and the next person thinks you're the world's greatest idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be okay with that. Yeah. And so, (laughs) and I think that's why in my primary school, you know, grade school from first to sixth grade, pretty much every other year I was put into uh, what was either considered the gifted class or the retarded class. <laughs> the kids called it retardo classes. And and I got to go to both <laughs> because the teachers couldn't quite figure out whether I was gifted or retarded or, you know, all they knew was I wasn't normal. <laughs> well, by the standards in this world yeah. of quote-unquote normal. Schooling, yes. And so, so one person who's tremendously advanced in uh, physics, understanding of physics, might not be able to tie shoelaces <laughs> or, or, you know, uh, wear mismatched clothes or something. And and uh, be quite socially inept, whereas the other person who's grace, just the, the model of grace in social situations might not be able to, you know, balance their checkbook. So it's not, nobody's slow or an idiot. It's just, okay, what are we, what kind of a path are we on? If we're on the path of, being a great mathematician, and that's how we're learning to communicate. See, every path is learning to communicate, but we have different methods and different ways of going about learning to communicate. So a mathematician is learning to communicate through numbers and symbology, equations, and relationships on a very abstract level. Yet, they could be fluent in mathematical communication and with other high-level mathematicians, but they might not be fluent at all. They might be a total awkward, you know, uh, seemingly socially inept when it comes to social communication at a party or something like that, casual conversation. And so it doesn't matter what your main path of learning to communicate is, Because, ah, yes, some souls come back time after time as a musician, some time after time as a mathematician. 
some as a doctor. But sooner or later, they have to switch and they have to learn other aspects as well, aside from their primary aspect of learning to communicate. So when we're experiencing where that soul is, you never know. This is one of the things I I love this about people and about life is you never know what's really inside that person until you start to communicate. One time, uh, Rafi and I had hired a uh, this little Vietnamese man, very shy, and at the time we hired him, he spoke very little English. So, so it was we hired him as a, a gardener to do the lawn and all of that in one of the houses we lived in. And so then he started working for us, did a great job for incredibly, you know, low cost. We're very happy with him. And, but uh, uh, I really wanted to, I saw him and he had such light. He was so bright. I really wished I could communicate with him more and find out more of his, you know, background and his experience and what's he really like aside from being a good gardener. So over the years, of course, he had a, he used to bring his oldest son to help him. Uh, and the son was fluent in English. He, he was, you know, grew up in America, in American schools. So he was totally fluent. And um, so I would talk to the son, but I can tell the, the father was starting to learn to speak more and more the English language because he wanted to communicate too. So every time he came, I decided, you know, if he had the time, I'd spend a half an hour, an hour communicating with him with sign language, you know, so to speak, and gestures and and words. And so we start communicating more and more. And after a while, after a few months, he started to learn enough English that he can tell me stories about his life. So I started asking him, how he ended up in the U.S. and and was he always a gardener in uh, uh, Vietnam where he came from? And uh, I and then he said, no, 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 that's just since I've been here just for the last uh, year or so. Oh, well, gee, you do a great job. What were you doing in Vietnam? And he said, oh, I was just a, a mathematics teacher in high school. And, you know, very self-deprecating. And I said, what do you mean, just a, that's quite a, you know, uh, thing to be as a teacher in high school. It's, I have great respect for school teachers. And, and uh, so he goes, oh, yeah. And I said, well, how did you finally get here? He said, oh, it was very difficult. He would fill out forms you know, seven inches, six to seven inches stack of forms once a year. He only got one chance a year to submit for the application to uh, go to the U.S. with his family and uh, live there. But every year he submits it, the person doesn't even look at it, stamps denied right across the first page, doesn't even look at it. Nobody reads it, but he has to submit the whole thing. So he goes away, 
comes back the next year. After seven years of doing that and getting denied every single year, he was about to give up. And just before he was about to give up, a friend who was his best friend in school in Vietnam growing up, who now lived in the U.S. and worked for NASA, <laughs> calls him and, uh, and says, uh, we, have a, we have a problem with uh, a rocket trajectory problem. <laughs> and we need your help. He says, we tried, all of us tried, but I thought of you. You know, you're really good at this sort of thing. So could you, uh, would you mind looking at this equation and seeing where we're stuck and what we need to get unstuck and, and get this thing to work? And the gardener says to the, his best friend, he says, oh, sure, okay, I'll look at it. He sends it to him, and he works on it for a couple of weeks. He gets the solution and calls him up, gives him the solution. Well, it turns out it worked. <laughs> the, the equation, rocket trajectory equation, that all the top engineers and mathematicians and rocket scientists at NASA couldn't solve. This Vietnamese gardener solved it. And the friend is saying, when are you going to get your family over here? We need you. And the guy says, oh, you know, I've been denied seven years. I, I, I can't do this anymore. And the friend says, well, let me look into it. Two weeks later, the gardener in Vietnam gets a letter. The envelope is the official envelope stationary as the president of the United States, office of the president of the United States. And when he opens it, it says, from the president, signed by the president at that time, thank you for solving this problem, helping us solve this problem. Our nation owes a great debt of gratitude to you. Anything you need, put this uh, letter to the top of your immigration uh, status uh, forms and let's see what happens. And of course, everybody at the immigrations in Vietnam was all over the place completely the top brass came and personally apologized for keeping him from getting out of the country to the u.s and so our communication that we have with one one another is filled with treasures well our second break is coming up so make sure to watch for our upcoming newsletter for an announcement of our new set of seven teleclasses that you can dial in from anywhere in the world in our ongoing series called You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, Developing Your Soul Abilities for Your Spiritual Growth and Fulfillment. Our next set of teleclasses for this series will be Learning to Live as a Spirit in a Body, Part 1, Know Your Chakras. You'll learn about the major chakras and how to work with them with a focus on one of them in each class. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of the name of the game here, Learn to Say Hello. See you in a couple minutes. (music) 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Mental illness affects more people than you might think. Now there's a program that showcases support resources, how many people in our society view mental illness, and how the culture surrounding it is changing. Listen for We Are Hope with co-founder and host Sean Perry. Mental health is being seen as a public health crisis, and we want to help, support, and listen. You'll hear the discussions and conversations that need to happen. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We're exploring today about the name of the game here on this planet, and that is all about learning to say hello. Well, I was talking earlier about my friend who eventually passed over that was very challenging to me. And, you know, it was really kind of an interesting experience for me because when she came into my universe, I knew she was going to be challenging. And I decided to take it on because I wasn't always very good working with a challenging personality. But one of the things to remember is a person with a challenging personality doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad soul. It's just you have to deal with the outer personality and how to get through to that soul in spite of their personality. And many, many times I found myself saying hello to her as a soul before, say, talking to her on the phone or dealing with a problem that we were trying to solve together. And even after she passed over, our relationship wasn't over. And this is one of the very cool things we're going to be talking about in in a show down the road, speaking to people on the other side. But after she passed away, 
it's like she's still here in the sense because she is. <laughs> she is. And all of our beloved ones on the other side are here with us. So being able to say hello to a soul in whatever condition they're in, in present time. So right now she's out of incarnation. She doesn't have a body. She's not the person um, that I could call up on the telephone or whatever, but I can say hello to her soul to soul. And you can do the same thing with any kind of challenging relationship you have with someone or even a special relationship or even a boring relationship. Sometimes it's, it's more interesting when you... Make it a point when you're communicating with someone that you know that you're not just saying hello to the body or the body's personality, but that light that is in the body that you are really communicating to. And sometimes that light is covered over with other people's energy. But as long as you have that intention to say hello in that present time to that soul, you'll find a really big difference. And you don't have to say the word hello out loud. You can say it from soul to soul. Yes. And that's the most important part. You know, we were talking about, uh, I mentioned earlier that when I was growing up, when I finally start to connect with other people externally, I lost the inner connection to my source, if you will, to my own higher self. And uh, Nicole from New Hampshire uh, wrote in while we were uh, discussing this and she she wanted to know okay she doesn't she definitely wants to keep the connection to spirit within how can she uh, learn to make more external connections without losing that inner connection (laughs) that's a great question Nicole and so the real connection is inward in the soul, in spirit, because there's only one spirit. When you go within and say hello to yourself as the spirit that you are, ah, guess what happens? You start to become more present here, right now. When you consider being more present right here, right now, ah, you start having more of a connection to the oneness, the limitlessness, the undividedness of spirit within you. That's the connection everyone is looking for. When, you know, in terms of semantics and language, people say these days, oh yeah, let's get connected. Let's get connected. I'm really connected with you. But a lot of people misunderstand that because they try to connect externally. They go out of their space. They go out of their center to try to reach somebody else. And that's not the way to do it. That will, will put you out of the present. But when you go within and recognize you are spirit, you are this limitless light within, not out there in the world, but here, right here, right where you are. Then from that space, You communicate, you say hello in whatever form to whomever you want to be, have a relationship, you know, in the world, right? You need to reach within, not without. When you start to say hello as the spirit that you are from within your own space, totally within you, 
from the center of your own head, behind your eyes. And you're saying hello to the same spirit that's right here present within that other person. What we see as an experience as a separate person out there in the world, ah, in the core of them, in the center of their beingness, that beingness is the same. It's only as you expand outwardly that you become, take on a different characteristics and personality and abilities and experience and all that stuff. And so by the time you see the surface of a person's expression, they're so different than you sometimes. I mean, like night and day. We even have that expression. This person and that person are night and day. But when you go deep within, when you're saying hello, spirit to spirit within your undividedness and recognize that no matter how different, like Raphael is saying, no matter how different that person is personality-wise from you or even interests and hobbies and occupation and everything, so different on the outside. You got to, the more you're aware in the core, in the center, you're the same. And when you keep that in your awareness all the time as you're communicating, as you're relating with somebody, as you're doing stuff with others, that communication, that experience within yourself of connection, you'll, you'll be able to experience, I'm really connected with this, with this friend of mine. But it's not external connection where you start to, you know, uh, uh, control or take responsibility for what, where they're at. No, you're fully giving that other being in that other body with that other personality the space to be as they are. That's key to connecting, quote unquote, with other people in the world. The more you are able to give someone the space to be where they are, no matter what it looks like, feels like, smells like, (laughs) sounds like, then you'll have that connection. You'll have an essential relationship between two souls in two different bodies, in two different cultures, experiences, everything, and you'll be great friends no matter what. This is one of the things. I remember one time I was uh, going to Los Angeles a lot and I had this favorite restaurant. And when I go to that restaurant, I, I used to like to use that restaurant for meetings and everything when I was there so regularly and it wasn't too far from the hotel. So I had my first meeting there with somebody and uh, as I'm, Walking out the, or no, before the meeting, I walked out of the, I had to park in the back alley, dark alley, and that was the only parking space there was behind the restaurant. And as I locked the door of the car and started to walk toward the restaurant, some guy, (laughs) this really big guy, just jumps out of the bushes, literally, jumps out from behind the bushes, and he's flapping, he's like six foot five, six foot seven, flapping his arms around and saying, don't shoot, don't shoot, and 
he was a black guy. Don't shoot, don't shoot. I'm a good black guy. <laughs> and I start cracking up, and he's smiling, and he was so bright. I just instantly liked him. And so I started talking to him, and, and he goes, you know, uh, uh, I'd really like to get um, uh, a cup of joe at uh, Nancy's Diner down the street, and it's 47 cents. Could you spare 47 cents? And I'm cracking up. I'm reaching into my pocket for any kind of change. And all I found, I didn't have any coins. All I found was a $5 bill. And that's the only cash I had. So I, I didn't think anything of it. Here, have, uh, have a cup of joe and, you know, a sandwich. At, at that time, you can get one. <laughs> and he looked at it. He completely stopped talking, grabbed it, didn't say anything, turned around, ran. And I thought, oh, darn, I goofed. I gave him too much. This is a matter of being how much a person's able to have. At that moment, he was able to probably have 50 cents, 75 cents, maybe even a dollar. But $5 was too much. And he didn't know how to handle it. So I just telepathed to him. Another form of communication. I said, let's do a redo. I want to get to know you. Be back here tomorrow evening, same time, and let's try this again. I went back the next evening. He did the same routine. He jumps out of the same bush and says the same thing, and I laugh, but I can tell. You know, he's been pretty burnt out by alcohol and drugs probably, and he doesn't remember much. So we start over, and he, but the great news, he said, oh, uh, you know, could you could you spare um, four dollars and seventy nine cents for a, a Reuben sandwich at such and such delicatessen? And I said I'd be happy to. So I got another five dollars. This time he asked for it. He can have it. So between last night and this night, he was able to up his ability to have. So I gave him the five dollar. He didn't run away. He thanked me. And we talked for about 45 minutes after that. And that's how our relationship started. I made it a point to go to that restaurant every time I needed to have a meeting or a meal. And every single time for two years, he was there. And we had our conversation. And this is how we had our relationship. He would never come to my class or anything like that. But I gave him the communication he needed. And then finally, I, I used to tell Raphael about the amazing stories and told Raphael, this guy's a genius. I know he's a musician, just burnt out. And finally, after two years, Raphael was able to go there with me, came by and he had a keyboard, an 88 full keyboard, put it on the, the hood of my car and asked if he was so happy to meet Raphael finally. He asked me, can I serenade your wife? And I said, absolutely. And boy, Raphael's jaw dropped open when he started singing and playing. He was a total pro. Amazing voice. Amazing chops. And, and then he said, thank you very much. I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm on my way. And he was back on his feet. And again, another great story of the treasures of our re- 
relationships and being able to communicate with one another. He would never have found that if he didn't say hello back. Well, we're at this end of our show for today, doggone it. We really appreciate you joining us and hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights and tools for living here as the psychic being that you are. Be sure to join us Wednesday, next Wednesday, for our show titled, Hello Stranger, Communication is Sharing Yourself. We'll explore how communication in every form is about sharing who you are. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.